1: Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Pablo Francisco cracks up the D.C. comedy loft in Washington, D.C. this Thursday through Saturday. We spoke about his prolific comedy career from mad TV to famously spoofing movie trailers. Pablo Francisco, thanks so much for taking the time to join us. Absolutely, man. How's the weather over there? We're doing all right. It was a, uh, you know, it was a little, a little cold yesterday, but mo- for the most part, spring is, spring is here. Thank God. It's been, it's been uh, a, a rough man. It's been a rough couple of years now. I think about it with the pandemic, and now there's. War overseas. I mean, I couldn't think of a better time for comedy. And you're coming um, to Washington, D.C. at the D.C. Comedy Loft, uh, March 24th through the 26th. How how you been living, man? The last couple of years have just been like an alternate reality.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's been a, it's been a kind of like a weird nightmare. First, it was uh, the co- was the was Corona, then the COVID-19, and then it went to the, to uh, was it cor- was it the Omicron or something like that? It it was, was Omicron?
1: Del- There was Delta, then it was Omicron. Uh, there's a Delta. new variant every couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, of Omicron. Whatever it sounds like a it sounds like a Transformers STD. Like, oh my God, I got
1: Omicron. it' crazy. Good was Lord. Gonna, You just slipped into our, uh, you know, your famous uh, movie trailer voice, movie guy uh, voice. Uh, how, how would how would the movie trailer guy describe the last two
0: years? <laughs> Get ready. This summer it has misery written all over it. That's right. It grabs you then it holds you hostage starring Keanu Reeves whoa that's it I would probably do that whoa and Mark Wahlberg hey man you got Delta got Omicron huh you doing good you doing good this summer get ready it's Omicron Delta Corona 2 virus Boom. coming to a theater near you maybe yeah like that, that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: i love it i love it man well i would love to hear how you came up with that whole thing but uh in terms of but for our listeners, purposes i'd love to move it a little bit more chronologically through your life then we'll get to that point so tell me where you uh-huh. grew up you were in um it was it born in tucson arizona
0: tucson arizona and then uh hung out there for a while and then um you know phoenix arizona was like you know 100 miles away so i basically was going back and forth they had a comedy club up there, the Improv, and then they had the Laughs Comedy Club up in Tucson, which was a great club because every single week, I was like 18 years old, the, the owner there, Gary Bynum, was bringing in the best headliners. I mean, back then it was Tim Allen and Bobcat Goldfield. Every week was, you know, just come on in and just, you know, check out a show. And I, and I would go there and every week would be, everybody I would see on TV, it was, just, it was just like, I saw, you know, Tim Allen when he went there in the beginning and then every week was just a great, you know, round of guys coming in. I was like, couldn't believe how how lucky I was to be in that, that club and have him, you know, I go there for free and he's like, come on in, just check out a club, you know, check out a comic. And then, and then sometimes I'd go out and party with him and it was it was beautiful. So uh, I was growing, I grew up there and then I uh, found out that um, then Paulie Shore came into town and uh, didn't have MTV at the time. So I didn't know who he was, but I opened up for him at the University of Arizona. It was rocking. And I said, is there a school for this? You know, there's no school for comedies. You. You're basically your own kind of guy. You got connections. And it was just basically, you know, seeing these clubs. But, you know, where do you go? You know, is there a university or a class to take? No, no. So I just basically uh, worked it from there and then jumped back and forth to uh, Los Angeles. And that's how, I,
1: that's how it all happened. It was all it was
0: a beautiful thing.
1: Awesome. Thanks for stepping walking us through that. And yeah, I mean, I mean, I think a lot of people forget how huge a deal Tim Tim Allen was on the comedy scene back. I mean, you think of home improvement and the Santa Claus and Toy Story, et cetera, et cetera. But man, back like those early, you know. Uh, grunting comedy acts are were hilarious. Oh, yeah. And, he,
0: and when he comes in, too, he had his manager with him and his manager sitting at the bar. And I didn't know who he was at the time Rick was seeing it. And he was talking to the, all the waiters. He goes, you see this guy. here? We're working on a theme, a theme for me. It's, it's going to be about tools. And I was going, all right. And right after he, probably about three weeks after he made it big, then everybody started coming out with a, a theme. You know, they had all uh, Roseanne Barr, After Rose Roseanne Barr had a theme you know, on the housewife. And then you had you uh, had all these other guys coming out and then get her done. Uh, Larry the Cable guys. So everyone was coming out with it of a little, yeah, something like that, so it was really fun to watch, and everyone, it was so funny watching comics trying to come up with, okay, I want to try, uh, you know, you just want to get it done, or like people like Bill Inville and all that were jump, all getting together, and watching those guys just come together and getting to know them and seeing them at the radio stations and stuff was so cool, and uh, just hooking up with the cool writers, it, it was a beautiful, it's a beautiful community, it's small but mighty, it's great.
1: Yeah, for sure. Now, were 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 you know you or any of your you know surrounding folks, agents or anything, trying to get you to do a theme back then? I mean, this is (laughs) this is long before a movie trailer guy.
0: Yeah, you know, I was thinking at the time I was thinking about doing it, but everybody was doing it at the same time, so it looked kind of like obvious, you know. you know, people were like spawning off of Roseanne Barr. You meet a girl who's just like Roseanne Barr. Then you had the Latino guys. I'm Latino. Maybe we do it forever, that kind of thing. So I just go, you know, I'm just going to keep it, you know universal like that but yeah we did have like uh my friend goes you know you should you should do a theme called naked i see everything naked and take a bumper sticker with my friend ron moore he said put it behind sell your bumper stickers after the show and you say hey man i my kid would go as a top graduate at this high school then you put naked under it so that was kind of stupid but yeah everyone had their little themes but Back then it was like, if you can come out with a great closer because usually the comics had a good act. You go through their act and then they, everyone had like a strong closer. So everybody was uh, working on that. And some people had music at the very end, but I said, I'm not gonna put no music to my stuff. You know, not yet, I'm gonna try to make it organic and just come out and like that. But just meeting, you meet comics like Mark Brazil, he was this guy there. And I remember he was, uh, he was a comic and I, and I was, you know we go out and party and, and uh, when I left and when he was leaving the airport, when he was dropped off at the airport, he was, saying, you know what? you're not going to see me again, I'm going to write, I got a show idea, and it have to be that 70s show, and uh, it just exploded, and I just recently saw him at the improv, and I go, what are you doing here, and he goes, I came to see you, and we were both talking about what, you know, what, the last time we saw each other, and uh, it was so funny, because we did a prison together, just when he were, they had us go to a prison to do a show, and I remember he goes, man, I'm to." Like, Cut out, cut this comedy business out for a while. I've been doing this for 20 years. How long have you been doing it? Probably go, man, I've been doing it for like seven. Years. And next thing you know, boom, that's 70. Years. It's always cool seeing a comic going, I got an idea, I got a film idea. So you'd see comics that make 250 bucks a week, right? All of a sudden, two weeks later, boom, they write a movie and it's a million dollars. And it's so cool to see them. You'll be, you'll be coming out on, on their boats. Hey, man, I just bought a boat. And I was like, well, that's hilarious. Just it was anybody who had an idea of just generating uh sitcoms and you know and i you know put mine together i get my i got my development deal and it, it was back then it was like did you get your development deal yet did you get your development deal yet and it was just watching comedians go on stage for eight minutes and people just give them money okay here's 100 grand here's seventy five thousand. and i go well i'm gonna have to get mine you know so i went in there and scooped up my money but it was uh so much fun with, you know, the networks were coming out and, and you had VH1 and everyone's trying to get on VH1 and E, Hollywood stories and that kind of stuff. So cable was great. It was just, it just rocking. It's still it's still going now, but it's a little bit different now. Things change, but it's fun.
1: Wait, reminder. Listen, what you
0: said, what was your development deal? What was your I got a development? Mine was called Pablo's called Phoenix Auxiliary Biological Law Officer. And basically it was the producers of one of the producers of uh of uh, the Simpsons, and what you do, what they do is they you, you go to these uh, showcases, right? And they'll have like ten comics on, them. and in there you have Warner Brothers, and you have um, with TriStar, and uh, you see these guys, and they're giving out money to hold you. So I got mine for you know like it was a good cash, good good chunk. And um, sometimes they'll do, they'll go, hey man, we want we want you for thirty grand. And you're like, oh but yeah, I'll take it. But your manager go, no no no, nope, nope, nope. can't be that. Has to be higher. And when you get these development deals, next thing you know, you get the calls from your manager, go, go to them, go to our office. Here's some writers from this show. And some writers hear about it. They'll be working on Roseanne Barr and they go, hey, wait, there's a kid who has a development deal. OK. And they present their idea to you. And this was Phoenix, you know, artificial biological law officer. Right? It was like a Mork and Mindy kind of thing. You know, a kid who grew up watching television and and, you know, was, was diverse and. You know, using his life because he came from another country, and he started using these voices by watching TV, and it was, and just watching these guys, but it didn't go through. And then you get other ones for TV shows, and then uh, it was funny because uh, Mad TV was was out, and Artie Lang took off. You know, he was so they had me fill in for him, and I was going, all right. You know, I left home about seven weeks ago. You know, being a Domino's pizza driver, which was fun, but I was like going, you know what? I'm. in next thing you know, you. you you submit your stuff, you know, and you just get a little aggressive and you get commercials and stuff. And I started writing a few commercials and, and, uh, writing for, uh, you know, Coca-Cola and then got a job writing for NFL films for a year. And that was incredible. So it's, uh, it was just, you know, my dad, my, my dad saw me and he just goes, you know what, you know, I don't know what this comedy business is about, but you know what, you need to get out of this house. You need to do something with your life. And, uh, you kicked me out of the house. Right. But like five weeks later, I come back. Hey, what's happening? You know, he thought I was a drug dealer. I go, Hey, I go, what happened to you? And I go, oh, wrote this commercial. I got this. And he didn't believe me at all. And uh, I was pulling out. I had a Corvette I still got it, but he was pulling out my Corvette and he goes, Hey, you know what? How much drugs do you have to sell for that? And I go, Hey George, I'm going to the Marriott. I'm not staying here at the house. You guys don't got to do cable. And then he started realizing, okay, wow. I didn't, we had that. I do. what he told me this, he goes, Hey, I got some bad news for you. I go what? He goes, there's a there's a woman on uh channel 11, uh, Fox the the network. She does it's a Mad TV. She's doing your stuff, and I went, Dad, that's me. I'm the I'm the Mexican girl. And he goes, he goes, oh what? Yeah. So it was funny. It was funny like that. So wait, he yeah, really he
1: really is that a true story? Or that's you, a true the, story, he man. saw he your Mad TV bit and thought it was someone else.
0: Yeah, he goes, yeah, there's a yeah, because I was doing a. I told my I, I told my work on the set like sweeping when he came out of the house. And I'm backing out in my car. And he goes, you wear your seatbelt. I got some bad news for you. And I go, what's that? He goes, there's a woman doing your stuff. And I go, that's me. They're just watching his face as I drive away. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> then, then after a while, he uh, was in, actually, we're in Washington. I flew up to Washington a few times. And we're at the Mayflower. And he just goes, I got to hand it to you. I'm so sorry. I, I never backed you up. I never, I thought this was, a, I had no idea. And I said, well, dad, you know, it's, it's, it's happens like that. Because, you know, I was coming home drunk and, you know, you know, when you come home drunk, yeah, hey, uh, I'm a star, I get on stage, and my dad, yeah, right, you know,
1: you they don't it understand off. it,
0: so. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, sleep it off, <laughs> yeah, like, get up here, get your ass, oh yeah, good boy, and my dad would say, here's Pablo, one time I came home, really smashed one time, you know, I thought they went to Chile, you know, so I go, oh, they're out of town, so I started partying, and I, and I came home, and it was my birthday, they were, happy birthday, it was, <laughs> birthday party turned into like an intervention. What's wrong with you? Oh, this is my son, the big star. He he gets on stages. Ooh, I hear you that was so funny. Well at the time it wasn't, but you know, I can understand, you know, he was, he was kind of nervous. I don't know what you were doing with your life. You'd be driving pizzas and coming home with you know dark circles under your eyes and telling us that you're like, oh, okay, I go yeah, okay I totally get it. So it uh yeah it kind of changed things. But uh you know I met I met some good people and if you see some people doing what you want to do you just got to ask them or you know make sure you you know to say what's up and you know it, I, I had a great manager he just goes what do you want to do and i just go, i'm gonna work at the clubs for a few years and then we'll hit a little bit of tv here and a little bit of that but it, it's been a, it's been fantastic you know just you got to budget your money
1: that is great that is good stuff man Wait, so uh you're you mentioned your dad so like once once he did actually come around and realize oh wow my son is actually he's made a career of this once he did realize that did he, does he have like a favorite bit you do? Is there like a certain joke either, uh-huh. about, either about him or, or anything that breaks him up so much? Uh,
0: yeah, he would, uh, you know, um, it was so funny because I go, well, you got to come to the show. I told my dad. One thing when I started comedy, I said, I'm not going to tell my friends. They're going to have to hear about it. You know, a lot of people like to bring their friends. So he goes, I go, I'm doing a show. And he goes, oh, yeah. I go, yeah. So he uh, comes to my show. And uh, he goes, he, he goes. you know, when you start talking I, and you bring my name up, I get really nervous. I mean, I don't know what to say. And I go, uh, here's a, it was a friend of mine, one of the comics, Aaron. And he, 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 instead of doing comedy, he became a porno star. So he's totally sitting with my dad the whole time, right? And I'm doing my show. And <laughs> my dad goes, who's this guy sitting next to all day? He was really nice. But he said he does uh, pornographic movies. And I go, yeah, is this what this business is about? You do comedy then pornographic? I go, no, dad. I, but I could, I could just see that, you know, my dad he goes, Hey son, you know, so you're doing movies now. Uh, well the dog next door can do the same thing. So my dad, he goes, here's a joke. I like probably because belt bucks, the Latinos keep wearing the big belt buckle, right? He goes, you know what? He goes, maybe those, those Mexican cowboys can really dance good if the heat from the sun burns their belt buckle and they start doing that. And that, that I thought was funny. So that's his favorite joke. His favorite joke basically is, uh, you know what? I don't think he has a favorite joke. He just goes, all the time you just bring my name up. So I kind of, oh yeah, my name is George. That's that's the bit he likes. Like, because he always, my name is George. My name is George, not Jorge. It's George. We're in America. There'll be no Spanish in this house, that kind of thing. And I always make fun of him doing that. I am George. Not Jorge. No, no, George. So he now he's back. To, now he changed it back to Jorge now. So after all
1: these years. So he's. <laughs> He he's alternates confident. from George de Jorge, depending. Yeah. on that.
0: <laughs> the American way, the, the Latino way. I go, Dad, you're, you, go, Dad, you're not the Home Depot Latino. You're like the uh, Lowe's kind of, like you know, the one that hangs out at Lowe's. Got a little white. You know. He's like, what? Go, but there you go.
1: <laughs> nice, nice. Well, I'm sure he's really proud of you. Well, <laughs> yeah, he's he's cool, you know. But you know, I was doing
0: these churches chicken commercials. I was writing these commercials up. And he goes you know what every morning i go to work uh my fr- i see your i guess it was <laughs> the commercials were timed out just perfectly so when he went to the commissary at his work at the university he <laughs> my my commercial would come on he goes i see you i can't believe that you- you're in a chicken suit and i go yeah well yeah and he goes well I-, 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 I thought it was a joke but okay so you're really making money doing this i go yeah that's you know that's the way it goes but uh- I paid some of my, my bills off for him, you know. So I wrecked the car a few times in high school and I go here, here's for the car, sorry about that, that kind of stuff. So
1: Wow! Wow! Well, that's freaking great. Well, how many? Um, you mentioned Mad TV, but um, you know the, the one bit that your dad thought you were you know were, were ripping off of yourself. But <laughs> <laughs> um, w- w- any other memories of that show? I mean that that was such a I mean everyone oh, talked about yeah. SNL and but I mean Kids in the Hall, Mad TV, and Living Color go. like that was like a golden age of sketch. Yeah, that was you know what that
0: you're right about that you got yeah you're definitely right because uh you had the Cops the TV show too that was kind of like a you know you get the Kids in the Hall and stuff but Cops would always come back. Yeah, I would say, uh, you know, when they asked me to do that show, they said, uh, you know, I was watching it and I noticed that the writing was so good. I mean, it really kicked ass. And then they asked me to come in there and they said they told me about Artie. They already got a movie deal. and He's going to leave for the next like seven episodes. Would you like to join? And I said, yeah, I'd like to go in there and uh, talk about, you know, I mean, a, a powerhouse of great writers. I mean, that Patton Oswalt was on the team and and just uh, it, it just watching Orlando Jones was a writer and producer. And you had uh Callan and Nicole and all them. I and I was up on the, doing that. It was great because you go to you go to Warner Brothers' studios, like every week is so many different. So it's like a usually Mark Hamill would be there or, or Ike Turner. And I, I saw Ike Turner dancing on his Mercedes Benz. I go, Is that Ike Turner? I mean, yeah, and every week would always be someone cool to hang out with. And uh, it was um, you know, when I did that, I got offered to do another show, it was called Blue Collar TV. I I couldn't do that because I was still stuck in this in this little contract, but Other than that, you know, I would just go in there, I'll be that kind of guy who just, you know, you know, I will look for a show. And uh, it was really great. I mean, it seems like yesterday, it was like 20 years ago, but, you know, just watching and watching uh, Callan, he was, he wanted to be a comic and uh, he was, can you give me some pointers? I gave him a few pointers. And within two weeks, he was on Letterman. I go, gosh, these guys, some of these actors are just incredible how they can just morph into it. So uh, it was fun. And then we're just, Right now, we have other development things working on. So I said, all right, it's streaming and stuff. It's, it's really crazy. What's it called? All these weird, uh, uh, yeah, Loop, TBS Hulu and, and Quack Quacks. And I was just going, man, there's it's all crazy. All these crazy networks, you know, Hercules and all your favorite Disney characters. You're like, all right, who am I going to be? How many cartoons are coming out? And it's, it's beautiful. So if anyone out there says you want to be an actor, you got plenty of room go in there because there's all kinds of networks and, and you'll never know. There, you'll be a star and people still won't recognize you. It's crazy.
1: <laughs> awesome. Tell me about touring with the Carlos Menci and Freddie Soda. The, what'd you call it? The Three Amigos tour. Yeah.
0: Fred, uh, Carlos came up to me one day and goes, hey, would you want to go on tour? Don't be stupid. I went, well, don't be stupid. You say yes, because I just asked that guy over there. He said no. And I asked Willie Bersena. He said no. How'd you, I want you to be smart. And you know what? I go, yeah, I'll do it. He goes, And you're going to learn. You're going to learn from me. I love you. He was so cocky. We toured for three, and then Freddie was there. And Freddie, Freddie, we all start touring together. And the first thing Freddie does, he tells me, "I go, I go, man, Carlos, man, he does like five-hour shows. I mean, he would not get off stage. I mean, there'll be like five thousand people, and he would take these shows, just talk, and just do his comedy." And and Freddie still goes, "I want to. I just want to see if he's doing other people's stuff." I go, "Okay, I'm, all right." So we traveled for thirty-six months. Uh, no, at thirty-six months, I hung out with him, maybe thirty-two months out of that every single day and you know they, they talk about him being a, a hack but i've never ever seen him do that and he was always writing and he would always he was and you know what he was cocky but i learned a lot from him because he was testing me here and there and you know he would i would i would sell dvds at his table and he would have his brothers like snag about 15 of them and then he would go yeah hey, how much uh dvds do you have I go, like, well, i don't know and and uh, <laughs> I, I i trust you guys You doesn't sell it and his brother goes, uh, he goes, How much <laughs> I was walking right behind him. And his brother goes, Yeah, I sold the D V D. He goes, Listen, if he doesn't ask you how much money, then you want know what? take take a few hundred bucks, keep it in your pocket. And I go, Okay, I just heard that. He goes, Hey, hey, listen, if you notice, know you're smart. If you're not, you're stupid. You gotta learn. And I went, All right. And uh when I would watch him, he was he was, I mean, I'll tell you the truth, man. I would never I've never I've seen incredible shows this guy's done. And you know, especially when the buildings went down back then, and he was. To this day, you know, it's a phenomenal comic. I mean, really, really good. You know, I see Joe Rogan talks about it, and I saw the footage on YouTube, and I just go, everyone needs to ask themselves this. I go, what got Carlos on that stage to watch to have that? I don't know if you've seen the footage of that um, whatever Joe Rogan goes after him, but it, he was uh, to this day, man. I just talked to him, just finally talked to him on the phone, and uh, we haven't seen each other like in fifteen years, but touring with him. I got to tell you, man, it, it, it was the most funniest thing because um, he, he got us a movie. We did a movie with Merrimax and he would just, everything he said would come true, but he was so, he was just outrageously hilarious and he's very, very good with his, uh, his, his business. And I learned a lot from that guy. And uh, I'd like to go on tour with him again or something because he just, it's fun. He's just so much fun.
1: Well, maybe it'll happen. Yeah. Who knows? Hmm. Yeah. But, um, awesome. Well, how we sort of full circle, how did we, how we started the interview? How did you, when did the movie trailer guy thing come up? I mean, how do oh. you, were you like watching, were you in a the theater watching one or see a commercial on TV or something? And then you're like, boom, that's cool.
0: Okay. Uh, Kevin James uh, just got star search. So we're in Vegas together and I was opening up for him and I kept on going uh, one man, one desire. And he, just, he grabs me and goes, you know what? You need to start doing more of that. And I go, really? He goes, yeah. you start doing that. And then Frank Caliano was doing it. So I, you know i talked to frank and frank goes well i do movie guy you do movie man i go well you know and i go they're gonna get us confused he's he the only one and then he started getting us confused so uh frank kelly under goes hey uh i got this tv show if you guys if you've ever seen it, it's called frank tv you probably yeah, see the course. river and uh so i went he what a nice guy he goes why don't you come on down here we're doing the three tenadors of movie guys so i go down there and there's don LaFontaine. And I just looked at him, and I go, hey, what's up? And uh, they said, we're going to be delayed five hours. You got five hours to kill. So that guy, Don, goes, hey, how about you come to my house? I went, all right. So I jump in his car, and we're driving. And he pulls up, and and, uh, he opens the door, and there's this big crystal table. He goes, that's my Superman table. That's my table of solitude. Now, come on in here. And I just go, all right. And I go, what am I going to do for five hours talking to this guy? (laughs) And he goes, you know, so and he had these pictures. Just like if you go to a haunted house in Disneyland, they have these these pictures that look at you, like they kind of, they turn their heads. I look at it and he goes, I tell you what. And uh, he has this elevator goes to his room. He sits down there with a bottle of kettle and he's like something. I goes, I go, well, okay, I've been in rehab, but you know. And uh, first thing he says, he goes, you know what causes uh, a lot of bad relationships? And I go, what is that? And he goes, it's finances. And then his beautiful wife walks by and he looks at her and goes, we haven't argued in over 25 years. It's finances. Now, let's go downstairs and let's do some voiceover. And I went, all right. So we go downstairs and he has his office, right? And it's like this badass down there. And we sit down and he goes, I do three of these a day and I live like a king. So I go, all right. And they go, Don, uh, you have here it's coming in from uh, CBS? And he goes, excuse me. And he goes, get ready. This summer, it's Keith Sutherland. And uh, with uh, whatever the show he was doing, I go, I look at him and go, well, and I never would ask him. He can to do my voice. And we sit there and then he takes me around his house and he pulls out the uh, Oh, this is my first movie and I was doing this and then he goes we need to work on your voice and I went all right and uh as we were talking and doing this he just goes uh he, he he goes, he goes, he picks out a camera. He goes, okay, now I want to take a picture of you because I always wanted someone to do me and you do me better than I do me. (laughs) And it was like a good meeting. It was really cool. I got to tell Frank, I mean, that whole hangout stuff, hanging out with him. And we started becoming friends and he goes, Hey, have you ever watched Family Guy? And I went, yeah. And he goes, you know, that guy said, let me borrow I go, yeah. And he goes, he has a smile on his face every day. And I went, really? He goes, yep. And we, uh, and then he passed away you know and we were talking about two days before it happened and he goes they go they probably came out with these studios now and it's Don Lafontaine studios in new york and you were invited you're the one to speak for him when you because you know, i guess we we've made a great connection and i go really and just the day i was going to do it i did howard stern so they were still cool but when you meet some of these voiceover guys you got that one guy who does. It's the new. He sounds like Casey Kasem, but he's like, get ready, Disney, with your all favorite Disney characters. And then he'll do like commercials. They they sound like that in real life, and they're all, hi, Pablo, good to meet you. All right, now you to get two nice for free. He's like, all right, I got you. And meeting all these guys was is incredible. And he gave me his, uh, he gave me a whisper studio. I got to my house and some guys building a studio in my house. And he has give me his uh, HDMI. Not his. It's, it's 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 give me this his old. Recording stuff, right? And it was, it's in my house right now. And I look at, well, this is where he did all the movie previews. So, and he put it there. And uh, his wife called me. When, I used to call him like every week, but it, uh, never, I never. And then they asked me if I want to do some voiceover. I said, no, I don't want to step into that zone right now and take over. Like, like, hey, I'm the guy. And I thought that was a good move. And from that point on, we started sort of just doing voiceovers here and there for this in, that. Are you this? This so Universal Pictures. Those kind of things. And now it's it's starting to pick up great. So I'm activating the studio and we'll rock and roll.
1: Wow. That, I had no idea that you actually forged, you know, such a friendship with the actual guy with yeah, Don, dude. the
0: piece. A really good guy. Yeah. He was like, Any, anytime you need me, just let me know. And I was like, all right. So I would call him sometimes at nighttime. and when I was in Europe and it was the time the time zones were up. So sometimes I get him up at three in the morning. Hey, I am sleeping, but that's okay. What's going on? <laughs> and uh, he would uh he loved Frank, and, and he'd, he'd look at Frank's, uh, we were at backstage, he's, boy, he's good, boy, he's great, he's fantastic. I mean, yeah, man, just excellent, uh, you know, Frank Calando, God bless him, he's so, super cool. So, meeting Love him.
1: Frank. Love Frank.
0: Great guy. So, it, it all worked out, too. It just, you know, I was, I was meeting a friend of mine, when I met Don, he was like a guy that treated me better than my dad. You know, he was treating me equal, cool dude and uh you know i learned a lot from him he had kids with him too and you pick up we picked up the kids from school and <laughs> he go, did you go on there and play yeah daddy and well you know what well, you gotta stop playing like a girl it was so hilarious the way we talked to the kids so here we are <laughs> they were doing, you know so uh i miss him dearly man he was a, a good guy and i just you know he's just uh it was really cool hanging out for those three hours in that studio and, and he, he was uh he, he point at something. you see that right there and i go yeah and He goes, i invented that you invented it he goes yeah I, it was a uh, a shelf that goes in between your spaces in between your, your, your kitchen cabinet or something you pull out and go, i Ben and then I did this when I did that. I was like, wow, I didn't know
1: that. All that voiceover for that. You know wow. So like another father figure kind of a thing. You're like, hey yeah, yeah. You're like you're like, hey Don. He's like, call me George. <laughs> <laughs> Call me Jorge, Jorge. <laughs> <laughs> so I love it I love it Well that's really cool But alright So that's like how the, the idea sparked But like when when did you like start There must have been a moment Where you're like trying it out On live audiences And you realize like Oh my god Like they're, they're, oh, yeah. they're eating this up This is gonna I'm gonna take this on the Tonight Show I'm gonna ride this thing
0: <laughs> Yeah it was uh, You know the thing was First it started it, We had to keep on Kevin James would go No you're not doing it you, I said come on You are going to do more so when I was when we get off stage, he goes, he goes, get ready, one man. And so it was first it starts off, are you ready? Are you ready? And then you got to just work on each word and really, you really got to focus on each one because when I was doing it for uh, Subaru, right? You know, I was going get ready. It's a new Subaru XT5, and I'm thinking something else. And those guys know it. They're like Pablo, you got to put more put more, make, make the, make Subaru a little bit more gravelly, gravelly. Okay. Not happy, not happy, happy. That's happy gravelly. And, uh, it's so it's, yeah, it was watching that thing. I forgot two or three sentences down, you know, to go along with it, but it's just the breathing patterns of it, but it'll rip your voice up, but not anymore. I, I got it. I think I got a callus down there with a cigarette butt in there that just helps it out just right.
1: I mean, you're, you're so synonymous with that now. Like, I mean, everyone, you know, Jeff Foxworthy is, you might be a redneck, like, you know, and, and, and <laughs> it, you, it's sort of your, it's sort of your schnick or get her done. You mentioned Larry, the cable guy, like it's, 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 it it is it like a double-edged sword? Is it like everybody knows you for that? So yeah, it brought me to the dance. So I'm going to be grateful for it. But at the same time, you're like, I, I do other stuff too. Do you ever find that? Or are you mostly just like, hey, I'm grateful for whatever it is? Oh yeah, I'm
0: totally grateful for that. It's, it's kind of funny when you when you watch, uh, you know you hear about uh, these, um, how you call it? Uh, when someone says something popular, like, uh, there's like porno music. When you say, when you mention porno music, you go, bow, chicka, bow, bow, right? right? Well, that's, that's Jordan Brady. That guy, that started off in, in, on Star Search and people saw it, and it just got all over the world, you know, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I was in, uh, I was in Romania, and, I, le- I landed there, and, uh, I get there, and the guys go, yeah, we want you to uh, do a show, probably, you're the first comedian ever here in Romania, and I went, I'm the first one, yeah, they go one man, one way, and I went up there on stage, and everybody, you know, when you're in Romania, every, I mean, everybody has mustaches, even the kids, so I was like, all right, and, uh, Everybody, everyone's going one man, one way, one man, one way, and it's just so funny. I go, yeah, okay, I'll, t- I'll take it. Yeah, I'll, I'll def- I don't, I don't want to be one of those guys. Man, come on, man, they just know me because I go one desire. Man, I hate that. I go, no, I'll, I'll take it. It's fine
1: It's great. There right, yeah. mm. Thanks, man. <laughs> one man. Well, yeah. I <laughs> I appreciate you being one man, taking all this time. We've talked for like a half hour. I really, really appreciate Thanks. it. Hey, before we run, um, he does other voices. It's not just Don, the, the movie guy. Yeah, um, exactly. We're working on some new ones. It's yeah, kind of yeah, a... yeah. Well, uh, is, is Arnold there?
0: Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger, let me tell you, okay? You know, if everyone a, everybody does an Arnold Schwarzenegger joke. So what you have to do is like, you gotta change it up and go, you know what? Arnold Schwarzenegger gets romantic. What did he say to me? I love the explosions in your eyes, the way the missiles. They're into your eyes, they blow up. The uh, you, you have to get to get to Mars, you know, or you're having, having sex. Well, oh, there you go. Ah, I did. ah, okay, I'm done. Okay, listen, hold your stomach in the uh, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger's the baby. <coughs> okay that's a little man yeah. celebrity <laughs> working on celebrity babies i people go you should do celebrity babies like okay with jay leno's a baby so you know the arnold's quotes you know you know the governor whatever you know but uh, it's yeah it's funny My a friend of mine just ran into it, arnold schwarzenegger up in up in uh greece he was at a restaurant and he was right next to him He's, it was kind of strange, you know, but he just, he's just like, hello, nice to meet you. Leave me alone. So, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Arnold working on that guy. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, do a step, you'll still get together, maybe a little tortillas, that kind of thing. It's, I love it. I love doing it. And people out there are cool, but there's so many people doing Arnold. So, you just got to switch it up and kind of make it a little different and you know, have your own edge to it.
1: You, you uh, he was. Everyone used to know him as the Terminator. Now everyone knows him as Little Tortilla Boy. <laughs>
0: Little Tortilla Boy, you know. And then, uh, yeah. But you also, Wal- do
1: you do? Do you? Oh, Mark Wahlberg was great. You nailed that earlier. Yeah, um, he's, in, well, he's in every movie too. So
0: in, he could be in there. You know, hey, what are you doing in my movie? Hey, man, how about
1: a Wahlburger? Okay. <laughs> um, and then you've done Keanu Reeves. Who else mm-hmm. have you done? You've oh didn't you do Chris Rock? Chris Rock. Yeah. You know
0: what? <clears throat> I learned that from Jimmy Fallon.
1: Chris Rock.
0: There you go. You gotta do like that. That took me. Usually I can nail them right immediately. There's a guy named Steve Kramer, a friend of mine. This guy, you go do uh, do any like do uh, the guy from Fantasy Island or something. He, he gets it down. Chris Rock, man, I would I was just go man. I got how can I? I had to listen to myself over the phone. I had to call myself and then listen to it. Hey Pablo. You, and then Jimmy Fallon, when you, when you see Jimmy Fallon, he goes, hey, what are you working on? What impersonations are you working on? And I go, okay, I'm working on uh, Charlie Sheen. He goes, do Charlie Sheen. So I do Charlie Sheen. He goes, no, you got to make it more carciney. All right, Charlie Sheen. And, he, and the way Jimmy would pull out his jaw, try that. And I go, okay. And he goes, what else are you working on? I go, oh, I go, I, go, I go. this is kind of stock, meaning that there are a lot of people doing it and heard it. I go, I'm doing Tony Montana on uh, FaceTime. And he goes, I go, hey, man, screw you, man. I, I said the F word. F you, man. He goes, no, poke you. Poke you, Pablo. So when I see Jimmy, I always go, "Okay, he'll will he'll, he'll, he'll take me the way he'll tune me up a little bit." And he goes, "Try this way. Put your put your put your chin out." And I go, "All right, I got that." And uh, there's you know I'm trying to look for some. There's, right, right back in the day, man, dude, everyone had a different personality, so you could do Dennis Hopper. if anyone knows who he is. And then you got Casey Casey, but everybody does that. It's probably a little old, Casey. But uh, you know, I'm trying to Howard Stern. Come on, you're looking hot and. You put them all all in like a, you know, like a radio intro. <laughs> get right really high. This is Gene Simmons. This is Billy Idol. This is Mick Jagger. This is DMX. <clears throat> that's Randy Travis. This
1: is all, all the people hey,
0: listening to the Q. That kind of thing. So kind of put them together. So looking for some new ones.
1: Yeah. I, it's, I love when you do sort of like the mashups like that. And they're like kind of talking back and forth within the movie trailer. That, I feel like that. that's when you really get into it, man. When you intersperse the movie trailer in between. Oh, yeah.
0: Them. You can just, you know, you got to. I was just trying to, I was trying to do something for COVID and then, you know, trying to get Keanu. You know, everyone, Keanu, but, you know, my friend's working on this. My friend's a, my best friend does craft service. And he, I go, what are you working on this? He goes, I'm working on The Matrix and I'm working on, with Jamie Foxx. And I go, so what's, what's with the Bill and Ted? I don't know how many Bill and Ted's they came out with. Did he come out with one or two? Because he was, uh, he, he goes, yeah, man. He goes, dude, Keanu, every time I look out the window, dude, he's, 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 in, he's doing headlocks, He's doing he's shooting guns. I go, really? It makes me want to set with him like three weeks. Uh, oh, no, on the Matrix, the last one they did. And I just go, you know, I mean, when he does Bill and Ted, does he know that he's because he has a long hair still, you know? So it's like John Wick is, whoa. And I go, John Wick. Okay, we have two. How many John Wicks we got out there? And he's just blowing people away. Boom, boom, and now he's, hey, party on. So it's like these uh, <laughs> guys kind of just movie after movie. So I'm trying to get Keanu Reeves in a different
1: way, but I just don't know how to. Whoa, hey, oh, I love you. <laughs> I, oh. I think, I think you might've stumbled upon the new way because the joke just, the joke just wrote itself. I'm laughing. Oh uh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You yeah, just said, right. you just said a friend of yours was doing craft services on yeah. the matrix, which is, you know, that's like for our listeners, that's like, you know, the, the food and stuff on a set, right? Oh yeah. So, yeah. This is craft so you're service. like, you're like, you're doing craft services on the matrix where there is no spoon. <laughs> No, there's no. Spoon, bro. Listen, man, party on. Yeah, no, but yeah. I just want my food in between the shots. <laughs> <food. laughs>
0: I, I want, a steak, bro. Right on. A one, get you right there, and there. Oh God, that's funny. And then uh, did, uh, It was it's was funny because uh, my friend was working. My friend comes, you know, comes to the house and he goes, he goes, hey, he goes, hey Pablo, I'm working on this movie called Kill Bill. I went, okay, it's from Qu- Qu- Quentin Tarantino. I, I just met the guy, Pablo. Kind of, kind of a weird guy. And I go, so how long is the movie? And he goes, it's two movies. So they're going through the movie set, right? They're, and he's, you know, it's right down the street. And then he goes, hey, man, you got to come in. You got to see this, this set dude. There's chopped off heads. You got to come. So I go, all right, well, I'll go. So I get there and, uh, and it's Quentin Tarantino's walking. He's, he don't talk to him right now. He's thinking about the, set, the, the scene. I go, what's the scene with, right? So there's a camera sitting on a tripod and it's a one camera shoot. And I'm right. I'm sitting there eating a pot sticker. Going, all right. I'm just gonna probably say hi to him, maybe. And Quentin Tarantino goes, all right, everybody here. And he backs up his butt. I swear to God, is like right, almost touching my 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 belly. I go, what? and my friend goes, just keep quiet. And he goes, everybody, wants to get David Carradine. David Carradine walks out, and he grabs his sword, and he goes, Hey, you guys ready to do this? I'm like sitting right. I mean, it's getting squashed by his butt. I'm going, oh my god. And they do this uh this scene with uh, David Carradine. And he goes, call off the mission. You will do it now. And he messes up his lines he goes, and everyone stops. And he goes, You okay, David? And David goes, One moment, let me get this down. All right, I'm ready. And he does that. That If you've seen Kill Bill, he does this scene where he's calling off this mission or something and he's putting his sword down. And as soon as he ends, he goes, You did it. Right. David Carradine throws a kick, like a little kung fu kick. And then Quint, Q, they call him QT. He looks at me and goes, Who are you? And I just go, Oh, I go. I brought in the plot stickers. And he goes, he goes, Oh, okay. And uh, that was my little. My little thing, I was just going, man, I was in the movie. I was in kind of the movie. I was, like, behind him. Like he looked like I was, you know, doing hut one, hut two with the guy. And, uh you, you know, seeing that part, I was like, whoa, whoa, okay. And I saw the movie, and it was kind of crazy. And that craft service, my craft service buddy, just, it's been crazy ever since. Man. I mean, every single week.
1: You've been great and hilarious, as expected. Well, thanks, bro. Come to the show. We do all the talking.
0: The lights go down. Save the conversation for later. All right. Thanks, man. You got it, man.